What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you again. I just got back from spending time in Arizona. I saw the beginning of spring training and it was awesome. The weather was great. I enjoyed every minute of it. The baseball was awesome. But it is good to be back with you again. The first topic I want to start off with today is I would say maybe the second most significant news item that we've had in quite some time, certainly of of this year. The first of which being the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. But this past week, Tucker Carlson released his reporting on the full video footage of January 6th inside the Capitol that he received from Speaker McCarthy. And he went through all of the the footage and looked at things that were time-stamped by the Jan 6 committee and looked at the broader context. And what he found was very, very interesting and very, very significant. Because what he found and the first conclusion that you can draw from those from that full video that he had, because if you remember, we've been given a steady diet of video and analysis and panic based on what uh, transpired. And this narrative of violent insurrection coordinated by Donald Trump and the MAGA, blah, 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 you know, that whole nonsense. Well, what Tucker found with the full footage is that it proves that the January 6th committee lied. It proves that the Democrats have lied all up until this point. Without a doubt. The, the main conclusion that you can draw from his report are those two pertinent facts. Now, to put full context in this, I do not watch Fox News. I, I don't think I've put on Fox News in well over 10 years, probably more. And I don't watch Tucker Carlson at all. I don't subscribe to his YouTube channel if he has one. I don't follow him on Twitter. I None of that. So I, 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 know, of who, I know who he is and I know how much people hate him. But I don't pay attention. I don't watch. So with that said, I did find his his report very very interesting. And as you can imagine, there was a very quick and harsh blowback that he received from the media and from the Democrats themselves. First by the media. These are a, a number of headlines that came out the day after he aired that full footage. First from MSNBC. Tucker Carlson pushes the bogus Jan 6 story he wanted to tell. As Tucker Carlson presents the results of exclusive access to Jan 6 footage, it's important to remember that the deception is the point. This from CNN Business. Tucker Carlson, with help from Kevin McCarthy, tries to sanitize the very real violence of the January 6th attack. From Forbes. Tucker Carlson doubles down on 2020 election fraud claims with Jan 6 footage despite Fox defamation lawsuit. Rolling Stone. 
Tucker Carlson's Jan 6 footage dump delivers the sloppy propaganda Kevin McCarthy wanted. The Independent. Tucker Carlson. News. Jan 6 videos provoke backlash as Brian Sicknick's family reacts. Reframing violent attack on U.S. Capitol as peaceful protest raises ire of family of fallen officer. From the HuffPost. Tucker Carlson cherry-picks Jan 6 footage to deny there was any insurrection. Fox News host says videos of people standing in Capitol hallways better represent the day's events than videos of Trump supporters fighting police. From Deadline, Tucker Carlson shows January 6th Capitol footage to try to downplay riot. They were sightseers. Today, Tucker Carlson downplays Jan 6th Capitol attack with new videos. Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired newly released video from the Jan 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol that was provided to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Carlson attempted to downplay the violence by showing rioters calmly walking around the Capitol and calling them sightseers. CNN Politics What to know about Tucker Carlson Jan 6 footage? And on and on and on. I find it very interesting that this is the reaction, not, not surprising, but interesting. This is the reaction of the media to another member of the media reporting on a story. Chuck Schumer was very quick to criticize Tucker Carlson and Fox News. In fact, he even implored Fox News to punish Tucker Carlson and to forbid him from playing any further tapes. When you take all that in context, I think if a government official says that something shouldn't be reported, that's your first sign that it should be reported. But what's interesting is that the videos and timestamped that were timestamped to omit footage from the Jan 6 committee because it disproved the narrative of the committee. In fact, one of the things that he points out is that Ray Epps was shown to have lied to the committee. He lied about what he was doing there. He lied about when he left and how long he was there and on and on and on. Now, as a a quick side note on the whole Ray Epps thing. While I was in Arizona, we actually met up with one of my cousins. I had not seen him for quite some time. And we were talking about a number of, of things. And this whole Jan 6 thing came up a, a little bit. And he actually had a very interesting nugget to share, you know, indirectly r- related to this. But apparently his daughter, you know, my, so my cousin's daughter and her husband, when they were renting their landlord apparently, was none other than Ray Epps. And their opinion of Ray Epps is that he's a complete doofus. <laughs> As is, there is his quote of their words, that he's a complete doofus and that there was no way that he could have been an FBI mole, an FBI informant. He couldn't have been, been inciting this because he, in their eyes, was a doofus. Of course, my response to that was, yeah. Or, <laughs> the fact that he's a doofus means that he was the perfect guy <laughs> for the FBI to set up to incite such a thing. So anyway, I just thought that was that was interesting. But what was even more interesting that I, I saw from when, all the headlines that I read from from the media and from the assertions of Chuck Schumer and a bunch of others I'll get to in a second, not a single one of them made a claim that the what 
we saw in the footage that Tucker released was inaccurate. Not a single one of them disputed anything in that footage. What they're screeching about is that the unedited footage goes counter to the narrative that we've heard for the past 24 months. And that is the entire point here. Releasing the full video changes their story. When you have more facts, it changes the narrative. Because amongst other things in the video, one of the things that it showed was that Officer Sicknick was not beaten to death with a fire extinguisher by rioters because he was shown after that to be walking around the Capitol and continuing on with the day. Now, we don't have the full autopsy, I, be, I believe, but I, I, I'm, from what I'm aware, those medical reports shown that he died of something stroke-related. Whether or not that was a byproduct of this, I mean, it's indeterminate because the narrative took shape so quickly. But it did show that he wasn't beaten to death there on the steps. We do know that a Trump supporter was beaten to death by a Capitol Police officer on the steps. We know that a racist Capitol Police officer shot and killed an unarmed woman within the Capitol. But Officer Sicknick was not beaten to death, contrary to narratives over the past 24 months. Also, the whole the QAnon shaman, you remember that clown? Dressed up like groundskeeper Willie. He was shown, while he's in the midst of serving a five-year sentence, he was shown calmly and slowly walking through the Capitol, sometimes by himself, sometimes guided by Capitol Police, and other times assisted by Capitol Police. They were opening doors for him. They were opening or tried to open some doors. It was locked. And so then they went to find other avenues to guide him into the Senate chamber. And in that Senate chamber, he offered this weird prayer where he thanked the police officers for being helpful and kind and, and, and was telling everybody to be respectful to them and on and on and on. And apparently these complete videos were withheld from his attorney as he was receiving his five-year sentence that he's currently serving. So think about how overtly these government attorneys and government agencies are directly violating the law. And what's even more troubling or telling, I'm not sure which, Benny Thompson, who is the ranking member of the Jan 6 Committee, Democrat from Mississippi, he said that he's not aware that any Jan 6 Committee member saw the videos. In fact, he asserted that it was a team of employees who looked at the videos and gave them what they had. That's really troubling, that they went through that whole dog and pony show. Of course, we know what it was. It was to attack Donald Trump, to try to get him to not run or make it impossible for him to run again. And it was to malign his reporters, really to, to frame anybody that disagrees with them as fanatics, as domestic terrorists. That's what that whole thing was about. 
And as evidence of that, they didn't watch any of the videos, according to him. They had a team of employees do it. But the footage was heavily edited during the committee hearings. And it was uh, it was done so in one, one area, which I wasn't even aware of this because I didn't watch the committee hearings. It was a, it was a sham. It was, you know. It was a joke, and honestly, I was on vacation at the time, so I didn't give a crap. But apparently, there's a point in the committee hearings where they mocked Josh Hawley, who was offering his support to the protesters that day, and they showed a, a, a quick frame of him sprinting away down a hallway. And so they mocked him, saying, oh, and, and the open chamber, they were laughing at him, openly laughing at him, that while he was expressing support for them, he was running in fear. Well, the full video showed that there were many, many senators and other officials who were were running down the hall, being guided by Capitol Police. And the last one who was running was Josh Hawley. So when you put it into broader context, it completely nukes the narrative that the committee was trying trying to assert not even a year ago. In fact, there also shows the footage and shows many unidentified plainclothes agitators. We still don't know who they are. You know, these weren't the the grandmas who were arrested. This weren't the shaman. This wasn't that clown that was in Nancy Pelosi's office. But plainclothes agitators were they feds? Were who were these guys? I don't know. But some of them were taking down. Uh, some fencing outside the Capitol. In fact, there's other footage of black black clad rioters who were trying to smash a door and there were Trump supporters around him, around both these, these guys screaming at them, trying to get them to stop. There were other two black clad uh, folks who ran among some trees and we're quickly changing into some blue and red clothing. Who are they? Don't know. Don't know. They've not been identified. What this seems to show is that this whole thing is very likely an, an elaborate psyop to take down Trump, or at least it seems to be. What it does show does not show is that this was a coordinated attack. It was not an armed insurrection but they were willing to destroy the lives of normal people to push that narrative and to hurt donald trump that's that's what they did they ignored any possibility any likelihood of any antifa members there any fbi informants there i mean we're we're were these rioters were these just a bunch of clowns acting a fool and in in all likelihood, the answer is probably yes to all of those. They're probably Antifa was certainly there. We we know that the one was in arm length of Ashley Babbitt when she was shot. We've seen Ray Epps among other FBI informants among the crowd. We know that there were rioters, we know there were people breaking stuff, and we know there are a bunch of goofball clowns that were walking through the Capitol when they shouldn't have been. All of those things can be simultaneously true. So now you go back to the footage or the criticism that 
they're levying against Tucker for releasing that footage. Not one of them disputing the the veracity of it or the reality of it. They just don't like that it changes the story. And it just in your ultimate straw man argument, they scream that that he shouldn't be doing it. They scream that his bosses shouldn't let him do it, but they don't dispute it. And again, this is under among the backdrop that still the D- DNC pipe bomber still not yet been identified. All this makes me distrust all of this. All of it. And th- this week in one by one cable news segment, this $3 million two-year January 6th committee was destroyed by one cable news segment. I mean, really what it shows is there there was some mostly peaceful protesters. But you, 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 you compare that to the backdrop in 2020 of CNN and their, the creators of the mostly peaceful protests and overlooking the right, and as, as there is, are flames in the background, they frame that as a mostly peaceful protest. And if you remember the riots in Washington in May of 2020, post-George Floyd, when they were trying to breach the White House and they were rioting and mocked Trump and Pence when they were whisked away into safety, they burned St. John's Church. And in that melee... There were 180 Capitol Police officers reported sustaining some kind of injury. Compare that to the, if you believe their numbers, 114 officers that sustained injury on January 6th. No one remembers those May 20 riots. No one remembers the riots that happened in January 2017 on Inauguration Day when Trump was sworn in. No one remembers those things. Because they didn't push a narrative on those. They didn't selectively edit video on those. But you darn well remember January 6th. This was not an armed insurrection. It also wasn't peaceful. There was violence. And there were people who assaulted police officers. And that's not okay. And if you want to press charges for those guys who did that, fine. Totally get it. They shouldn't have done that. No, And nobody should have been walking in to the Capitol, even peacefully. Because there was supposed to have been a live vote going on, and it thwarted the exact thing that you were trying to advocate for. So none of this was okay. But none of this is what we were told at all. But again, the media, the Democrats... And many Republicans didn't like it. They melted down over it. And in their mind, more information is the equivalent of being dangerous. And should evidence that this is not just a strictly Democrat hit job, this is the reaction of other Republicans in response to this. Republican Tom Tillis called Tucker Carlson's show inexcusable and Bullish. Mitt Romney from Utah said, It's really sad to see Tucker Carlson go off the rails like that. Republican Senator Mike Rounds said, I was there on January 6th. I saw what happened. I saw the aftermath. There was violence on January 6th. 
Again, no one's saying that there wasn't. Republican Senator Kevin Kramer called the January 6th actions crimes and said, I didn't think it does any good for the narrative, referring to Carlson's show. Dude, that's the point. Yeah, it doesn't do good with the narrative because the narrative's crap. This thing was multi-layered and you focus on one thing to hurt one guy and destroyed lives of regular people to get that done. And Capitol Police leadership stressed that the danger of publicly releasing this footage, explaining that it puts the Capitol at significant risk. Because we know more. It, may, it, it shows that, honestly, January 6th, this whole thing was really very, of very little importance to them. But how to use it was very important to them. And it also shows, it's a prime example that it, when you fight the machine, the machine will fight back. And it will fight back hard. I'm very interested to see where this goes and to see if there is any accountability that comes from this, probably not. But if the American people had any sense at all, they will call these people to the carpet. But I'm guessing that if the Kool-Aid drinkers see this, they're going to say it and shrug their shoulders and still disbelieve it just because they want to. You know, because much like that lying ex of yours, even though you have a mountain of evidence that shows that she cheated, she will still believe her narrative because she wants to. And really, honestly, because she needs to. All right, next, another horrific uh, event that happened over the weekend. Going back to our Antifa friends, Antifa rioters over the past weekend attacked the Atlanta Cop City. Now, apparently this is like a training area for police officers doing different uh, training, tactical training and, and so forth. But they were caught, really on camera too, bombing this public safety training center and lighting on fire construction equipment. They were shown throwing bricks, explosive, and firebombs at officers. And when you see the footage, it's just striking. Some of it is like infrared, like night vision type stuff, and you see just this swarm of, of people come out ready to attack and you can and what's very obvious is that they felt no fear that they, they did not fear any pushback at all they were ready to just do as much damage as possible but what was interesting from that group you know 23 of them were were arrested but what's interesting how is what the makeup of those 23 showed because there are some very common factors of those 23 antifa rioters who were arrested and I believe they're going to be charged with domestic uh, terrorism, I believe, unless a Soros DA drops the charges. But 21 of the 23 arrested were from out of state. 21 of them not from Georgia. And of those 21, two of them are not Americans. A, an attack on a police facility. And of those 23, 19 of them are a bunch of white kids. It is not a diverse group. <laughs> it's always striking to me how lily white and not diverse Antifa is and how many of them come from wealthy 
very comfortable backgrounds, college educated, and here they are acting the fool and rioting and firebombing a police training facility. And of those 23 that were arrested, one of them actually happened to be a staff attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, why is that significant? The Southern Poverty Law Center has been cited repeatedly, often by the FBI, to go after, let's see, we'll call them more right-leaning individuals as threats and dangers. And one of their own, Antifa member. How many more? You can mull that one over on yourself. This attack was about anarchy. It was about chaos and an attempt to destabilize. You don't hear about it on CNN and HuffPost. But it happens nonetheless. This is not some nebulous idea. This is a terror group. Hopefully, those charges stick. Another update here in Chicago. Our esteemed Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, she lost her bid for re-election. Oh, it's, it's really sad. In Chicago, she couldn't, she couldn't get really... In fact, the first mayor in like 40 years to fail to be re-elected. Because really, when, when you get power in Chicago, you're part of the machine. You are always a part of the machine. The fact that she was so bad that she couldn't get re-election is notable. Now, what's also notable, now there were like nine people that, that ran. And so the top two vote getters, because none of them had over 50%, so there's going to have to be a runoff. Same thing with her when she won. She won a runoff. She was a bit of a surprise in the final and, and won. But the largest vote getter of the nine received roughly, you know, like a, somewhat under 100,000 votes, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. Because, you know, Chicago, again, there's 100,000 for the top vote getter. Chicago is, is a city of about 3 million people. So, uh, you know, on the voting rolls, it's somewhere probably more around 5, 5.5 million. <laughs> and, and, and they were only able to get 100,000 votes. And it, being gracious in defeat, uh, Lori Lightfoot is you know, finding reasons as to why she lost. She, she blamed racism and misogyny for the loss. Because, of course, <laughs> because if there's any city in the entire United States that's filled with a bunch of racist, sexist, white dudes, it's Chicago. You know that's right. <laughs> and, of course, these same racist white dudes were the same ones who elected her four years ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> So racist that she was able to win, but even more racist that she couldn't get <laughs> couldn't get reelected. That's great. But an example, I think, of why she is out is it's just the dissension into chaos and, and crime that the city has on, on, undergone the last four years, and not unlike really other other cities in the country. But real over this past weekend. Chicago police officer Andres Vasquez Lasso was uh, killed on duty over the week. Um, he was trying to apprehend uh, a, a violent suspect. Um, now, the shooter, he was a known Latin king. Uh, he was actually arrested for uh, activities related to a drive-by shooting in July 2022. 
Now, Kim Fox, you remember her, the DA uh, in Chicago, uh, she actually denied felony charges for this scumbag. And he was able to plead out on a misdemeanor, received 25 hours of community service, and had the case kicked. Months later, he was shooting and killing a Chicago police officer. Because of the direct actions of Kim Fox, and by extension, Lori Lightfoot, the city is far less safe. Far less safe on a macro level, and on a micro level, far less safe for losing police officers like Andres Vasquez Lasso. All right, now last item, again, I, I touched on it a bit, um, but the it's next to significance from the full tapes of January 6th is the Nord Stream uh, pipeline bombing, which is just it just boggles the mind um, when you, th- you you try to think of what happened there, and um, the Ukrainians have officially denied. <laughs> sorry, the Ukrainians have officially denied responsibility to that, and the New York Times ran an article saying that yeah, that's probably true, but a pro-Ukrainian group were the ones who bombed the Nord Stream pipelines. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> who could that pro-Ukrainian Group B. I mean, is it you know maybe the U.S.? <laughs> you know, are we the baddies? <laughs> I think without a doubt, without question, it was the U.S. in conjunction with likely Norway and and almost certainly MI6. Because who were the ones that scuttled the peace agreements between Russia and Ukraine just one month into the fighting? That's right. It was U.S. and and Britain. It was Johnson and and Biden were the ones who who scuttled that peace agreement and ran this as kind of some kind of weird Russian false flag operation. And since then, you know, people just ignored Seymour Hersh's article, again by the media and politicians, showing evidence that it likely was the U.S. And in order for you to believe that it wasn't, the amount of assumptions that you'd have to go through is staggering. And it really is one of those examples of Occam's razor where the conclusion with the least amount of assumptions is probably right. And it's not nearly as many assumptions to come to the conclusion that the U.S. did this for a number of reasons, probably not the least of which is now who is with that pipeline bombed who is now the leading supplier of natural gas to the EU? That's right. It's us in the U.S. Subsidized by the U.S. taxpayers and consumers. We are now the largest supplier of natural gas to the EU. And now if you remember, one of the first things that Biden did when he took office was to scuttle the, the pipeline here within the U.S., and to put the go-ahead to Nord Stream. So it makes you wonder if this was something that was on the back burner all along. I don't know. We'll see. That's a lot of nonsense to come back to from spring spring training. But <laughs> it's it's some very, very juicy, very interesting stuff. So we'll, we'll follow up on some of these. We'll keep our eye on some of these when we meet again. So till then, have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Or not. Whatever. <laughs>